friends are my power. Going, my guys, gals, non-binary pals, and nerds everywhere. Welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast. We're based on a monthly theme. I nerd out, but whatever I want. As always, I'm your host, Bjork. Today's episode, like I said in the last episode, we are going through Reddit this month. And last episode, we did R slash Am I the Asshole? And like I promised, today we're going through r slash fuck you, Karen. Now, it's pretty self-explanatory, r slash fuck you, Karen. Uh, people will post things on Facebook or post stories where they have dealt with or know somebody who has dealt with a Karen. You know, those those whiny people that think that, you know, nobody's rules apply to them. Like, the world's rules doesn't apply to them. And I just... You know, I already can't stand Terrans. Like, I know how to deal with Terrans personally because I've done food service and, you know, believe it or not, being a grounds maintenance person does, you know, you do deal with Terrans on a regular basis. So, let's see what other people have dealt with in the world of Terrans by going through, and before I get into that, I want to remind you, new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday. If you don't know that by now, then uh, really, you aren't paying attention, and you definitely need to drink more water. You know, get your focus up, guys. Come on. Come on. You gotta gotta stick with it. If you're gonna be a fan of this podcast, you gotta stick with it. I mean, I'm, I mean that in a loving way, honestly. Drink plenty of water. But yeah, new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so make sure you're following, doing all the things, and do all the stuff on all the things. But with that, let's take a trip through r slash Fuck you, Karen. Our first story comes to us from Katie Lodge Yoga. Fix my car or I'll end you. Few years ago, but still my favorite Karen story. I worked as an automotive technician, or mechanic as you plebs say, at a Honda dealership. I had mostly wonderful customers there and I loved saving people money. My favorite thing about that company is that we were allowed to help people fix small issues for free. Like if your headlight is out and I have a drawer full of replacement bulbs, or your antenna fell off and I have another drawer full of those too. One morning, right after we opened for the day, a woman drove into the service center super fast with her head out the window already yelling at everyone, Y'all need to fix this shit now! Since I'm also a woman, I was the tech who figuratively drew the short straw and had to handle it. I looked over the exterior of the vehicle as I approached it, like I do every car. Quick visual inspection of tires, lights, listening, even smelling and notating what model, year, etc. Normally, customers will stay in their cars until they are directed to exit. This lady jumped out of hers and started full throttle screaming, gesturing wildly with her hands, so erratically that we couldn't even understand her and even thought she might be physically combative. She was screaming something about check engine light, lawsuit, it was pure chaos. I gave her a moment to finish screaming at me and said to her, with a huge sympathetic smile on my face and the best friendly customer service voice that I always give to everyone, I'm here to help. Tell me more about what happened. She's still screaming, literally top of her lungs, bless her heart, 
This is a brand new car and the check engine light is on. You better call your lawyer because all of mine are coming at you. We are going to end you. Now, if she'd been nicer, I would have fixed her problem regardless of what type of vehicle she drove. Honda, Chevy, Volvo, whatever. In less than two minutes for totally free. And I would have hooked her up with the coffee and donuts in the lobby while I had the lot attendant run her car through the wash of vacuum. But because she was such a horrible bitch, all I could tell, all I could do was tell her, ma'am, that's not your check engine light. That's your tire pressure sensor. You need a little air. And this is a Honda dealership. You drive a Hyundai. Their dealership is the next one down the road. That's just where Opie ends the story. That's where Opie ends the story. But my fucking God. Like, like that's the thing. Like, even if it was the wrong dealership, if she needed some air, like, okay, sure, they could probably do that for free. But you still have no right to just pull into a place, demand that people do things for you, or you'll end them you'll sue them like fucking can you imagine this woman suing a car dealership because her tire was a little low like, my God. that's my favorite thing about some of these karens just it's obvious they don't think things through before they start screaming and you know spewing their bigotry at people they just it's my favorite thing honestly his next post is from Bam underscore Boozled. Male Karen will call the police if you decorate your yard with skeletons. Now, this was some post on some neighborhood watch thing on Facebook by a Mike. Hey everyone, I have a few words for our community. Also, I can't respond to comments, so if you agree, please DM me or comment on my page. So here it goes. If you want the ugliest yard in the neighborhood, just put up Halloween decorations. Simple. What kind of modern society wants to see dead bodies and such? I wish some people would grow up and have some class. We are better than this. Why not decorate with beautiful things? Isn't the purpose of decoration to beautify? Let's be different. Let's get creative and not let retail stores trick us into buying the ugly stuff they want to sell us. Seriously, who wants to store a skeleton in the closet for most of the year? If we stop buying that stuff, maybe we won't have to look at it in the stores either. That would be nice. If I see any untasteful decoration this year, I will be contacting the authorities. Thanks. And then they add at the bottom, I'm not joking, so please stop saying I am. Why would I joke about something so serious? This really affects my family and community. Be more empathetic towards other things. <laughs> I like the caption that OP put on this post. He seems fun. <laughs> like, my God, you know, my, my advice to that guy would be like, if you don't like seeing what the neighborhood puts up, maybe move to a different neighborhood. You know, I'm sure there's a neighborhood just full of fun and exciting people like you. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face, but no, honestly, people like this really piss me off. Just like, let people live their lives. Who gives a shit what they do? Like, why does, you know, somebody else mind their own, minding their own business affect you so much? Like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, I don't understand Karen sometimes. Karen in the drive-thru. Well, folks, my faith in humanity has fallen just a little more today. Some people just have absolutely no clue on how to behave in society. This morning, 
I'm out and about picking up breakfast for the missus and myself. She prefers Taco Bell. I prefer Carl's Jr.'s. Monster biscuits are amazing. I pull into the Taco Bell drive-thru, and as I'm ordering, another car pulls up behind me and starts blaring their horn. I'm trying to finish up, but this woman just doesn't stop. All the while, she's screaming out the window that I'm a terrorist and a communist. For context, OPU clarifies that they're just your average Caucasian American male. I have no idea why she's screaming these things. I pull forward to the pickup window. Karen is still screaming at me, but has given up on haunting. Maybe she annoyed herself with it? The employee asks if I know this person. I do not. She hands me my bag, and I leave the drive-thru. Karen follows me out. So I pull up to the exit and make like I'm going to turn right, but at the last second, I pull left, and now she's stuck at the stop sign waiting for her turn. I continue down the street make a quick right into a bank parking lot and wait there for a few minutes hoping she gave up. After about two minutes and she's nowhere to be seen, I decide she went on about her crazy day and I continued down the street a couple blocks past the Taco Bell is my breakfast stop, Carl's Jr. I pull into the drive-thru I had already ordered online for pickup and I'm asked to park while they wait for the fresh tater tots and French toast sticks. As I pull into my usual parking spot, the Karen returns. She has spotted me and decided to peel into the parking lot and parked right next to me. I roll up my window as she approaches and she starts screaming at me again how I'm an imperial communist, that I need to go back to my old country, that I'm a terrorist. I think she assumed I was Russian? I don't know. The manager of the Carl's Juniors comes out to give me my food. I'm a daily regular so we shoot the breeze for a few minutes. And she sees this Karen going off on me. She asks her what the problem is. The Karen rants to her the same thing she's been ranting at me for the few moments she's been here. I roll down my window to get my food. At least she didn't try to take that from me. And I tell the Karen, What in the hell are you talking about? I'm not a terrorist. I lived in the USA all my life and I have no idea what the hell you're on about. And then she explains herself. What about all these communist stickers all over your car? What's that Arab language thing, huh? And then it hits me. I'm a Star Wars nut. I drive a white 2019 Chevrolet Bolt, and it greatly resembles a Stormtrooper helmet, so I have the Empire logo on the tailgate, a The Empire Doesn't Care About Your Stick Figure Family detail with a TIE Fighter and AT-AT Walker blowing up some stick figures and some Arabesh, which for those of you that don't know, Arabesh is basically, you know, a language in the Star Wars universe. Uh, some Arabesh that reads, Haunt if you can read this. I quickly explained to her that I'm not a terrorist. This is all Star Wars stuff, including the Star Wars writing that is not in any language on this planet or in this galaxy, let me assure you. Thankfully, she realized her mistake really quickly. She sputters out her quick, oh, sorry, jumps back in her car and drives away. Thankfully, that was the end of it. Some people, I swear, I'm not going to have political messages on my car. That's a good way to get it vandalized. <laughs> oh my god like she had a mission that day just to be like all right well i think this way and instead of clarifying that or like doodling or whatever i'm gonna try to ruin this person's day uh before i do want to say kind of unrelated uh they talked about uh talk about cars juniors i just want to say real quick 
their breakfast is like Taco Bell breakfast is actually pretty good. Uh, I've never had Carl's Jr. breakfast. Well, for that reason is because I live in Minnesota and we do have Carl's Jr.'s, but in in Minnesota, at least in some parts of the Midwest, Carl's Jr.'s are actually called Hardee's. So, you know, we have Hardee's, but everywhere else they're called Carl's Jr.'s. So, yeah, their breakfast is amazing. But, uh, yeah, didn't mention the story. <laughs> like, at least it ended really well. At least this Karen quickly realized her mistake and she was like, oh, all right. So, I'm guessing all that she got out was, oh, sorry, because she was severely embarrassed. Like, she quickly realized, like, oh, yeah, this guy's not a terrorist. I'm just a racist bitch. <laughs> Or just, I like, I'm just a bitch who thought I could ruin someone's day. But, you know the one thing I do have to say to this Karen? This is not the terrorist you're looking for. To end off today's episode, we are bringing you a story from Alarmed Pilot. I have a Karen as a roommate. Now, this is special because this is a three-part story. So, buckle yourselves in, ladies and gentle days. I have a Karen as a roommate. I share a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment with someone who gets triggered by the most minor things. She thrives on conflict. I do my best not to cause conflict, but that is nearly impossible with this 38-year-old woman who works from home. For example, she doesn't want me to be around some of the common areas, such as the small outdoor patio, because she told me her stuff is there. She has a lot of stuff, by the way. She has so much stuff that she feels the need to put some of it in the living room and on the patio. She also told me she is a germaphobe. She doesn't want me to touch anything, such as the light switches, doorknobs, refrigerator handle, or kitchen sink handle. Or if I do, I need to wipe it down because she thinks my hands are gross and sweaty. I decided to tolerate it as long as she was paying rent. I let her seize those areas and avoid touching a few things, but my patience started to run out when she became a deadbeat. She texted me she would pay me on the week of June 19th. She needed to pay me on June 1st, but I made the mistake of trusting her. Every time I tried to text her about rent, she was vague about it. I'm a bit frustrated, not only at myself, but at her too. I submitted paperwork to get her evicted. Today, I decided to lie in front of the sliding glass patio doors to get some sunlight. When roommate Karen arrived and saw me sitting near her stuff, she freaked out. She rudely called me out and told me not to sit near her stuff. I asked her when she'll pay me back. She ignored me and walked into her room. Then, 15 to 20 minutes later, she walked out while talking on the phone. I asked her again and she ignored me. She walked around me to go outside to the patio and close the sliding door behind her. I just chilled next to her stuff in front of the sliding door. That's when I decided that as soon as she left the patio, I'll protest by going out to the patio. When she came out of the patio, I went out and closed the sliding door behind me. After 20 minutes on the patio, I was dumbfounded that she hadn't tried to argue with me yet. That's when I caught a glimpse of her on the phone on the other side of the sunglass patio doors, glancing at me and hearing her say, he is sitting on the floor watching videos on his phone. I didn't think much of it. She was probably telling her friend how triggered she was, which is the reaction I wanted. Ten minutes later, a female cop opened the sliding door. I was baffled because I knew it didn't break any laws. I did not harass, raise my voice, throw insults, show violent aggression, touch, or threaten my roommate. The cop asked me what was going on. 
I nervously explained to her my roommate and I had some conflict on rent, and I added that my roommate gets mad whenever I chill on the patio. First, she told me my roommate can take a walk if she is triggered by me sitting on the patio. Second, she asked me if I was going through the legal process of kicking her out. I said yes and showed her the emails. She told me to sit tight, then walked back inside to chat with my roommate. I heard my roommate talking loudly. I couldn't make out what she was saying. I was worried. Worst case, she could lie and the cops take her side. Best case, she's trying to convince them that I am the worst roommate ever. During a recent argument, I asked my roommate what happened. She said she called the cops for my behavior and was telling them what I did. After 10 minutes, the same cop returned and told me my roommate was rambling about stuff. I just nodded because it didn't surprise me. She went back inside. The cops sided with me. The cops bluntly told her she was at fault for not paying rent, and it was okay for me to ask her about it. The cops were displeased at her for calling them when she could have communicated with me about unpaid rent. After 10 more minutes, the cop came back and told me they couldn't do anything, that this was a civil matter. We were told to avoid and not to talk to each other. Then they left. My roommate went to get her blood pressure checked by a paramedic. She later returns to her room to lament. Fuck you, Karen. I'll be sitting in the common area next to her stuff. Uh, update to this part. She has been crying in her room for over an hour. I think she was talking to her mom because I suddenly received $956 on my bank account. I wasn't expecting this at all. She texted me these messages after the incident. Text update one. I thought I was very, very clear about a paycheck to be late beyond expectation. That should have been enough to avoid your behavior today and your behavior last week and the week before. I don't know what behavior she's talking about here. I didn't physically confront her about rent until Sunday. Here's all the texts regarding rent. Text number two. Final note, please no longer refer to me by my first name or nickname. Kindly refer to me as I should have been in the first place, Mrs. Last Name. This is my name in school and business outside of family. Text number three. Thank you for listening yesterday. I wish you well on your day today. Have a good week. I can update you July 10th on Monday. I haven't touched over my roommate. She just keeps texting me for some reason. Text number four. Thank you for a nice day today of all days. It meant the world to me that today went well. Thank you. She shouldn't be thanking me. She should be apologizing to me. Uh, so, uh, July 2nd, 2023, we had a three-hour convo about late rent. She ended up punching me and being the aggressor. I am still shaken by what happened. I'll run into more detail later. Whew, wow. Oh, no. Opie adds in a, in a, like, a edit. She is a vocal anti-vaxxer, and she vehemently hates the Juneteenth holiday so that she might be a racist. Yeah, you think? Oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait to see what happens in part two. Like, I have my thoughts already, this roommate sounds like a nightmare, but let's continue on with part two, because I gotta see what happens with this. <clears throat> Here is part two. I'm still a little shaken about what happened last night. Oh, so this was, okay, so this was posted a month ago, and what happened in part one happened the night before. I'm still a little shaking at what happened last night. Oh, so all the updates, the text updates were after the fact. Anyway, part two. 
I'm still a little shaken about what happened last night. It all started when I sent my roommate, Remy, a short demand letter through text at 9pm. I just informed her that if she is late on rent by the 4th of July, I'll go through a small case court. I was told to do this by a local legal aide if I suspected my roommate would not pay rent. After I sent that, my roommate knocked on my bedroom door. I went out and saw an enraged person. She told me I shouldn't go to court because she might be able to pay me by the 10th. My roommate did most of the talking. I don't remember everything she said, but essentially my roommate was trying to make a case that it won't look good to the people she knew if I went to court. She also points out how good of a roommate she has been to me and how I have been a lousy roommate to her. <laughs> oh, the old bait and switch. You're trying the old bait and switch. My roommate also didn't want other people to get involved. I reassured her that nothing would affect her as long as the rent is paid before we go to court. But the more I resisted her request not to go to court, the more unhinged she became. She said I was the reason she couldn't make money. Apparently, I am destroying her focus by asking for her rent. After an hour or two of her yelling and insulting me, she mentioned how her peers saw my behavior as harmful. I told her that my peers saw her as harmful as well. She exploded with rage when she heard that, telling me that I don't have the right to harm her reputation when they don't know the full story. She got close to my face. Her eyes opened wide. She insisted I should not spread things about her. I held my ground. I expressed that if she could talk to her people about me, then I have the right to say truthful things about her from my point of view. She threw a right hook punch, hitting me on the left side of my jaw. Oh, okay, so on top of not paying rent, now she has physical assault. While trying to gather myself and figure out the proper retorts, she grabbed me by my shirt and told me she would do the worst things to me if she were a man. She was unhinged. Remy told me she doesn't hit people, but it was my fault for getting punched. Oh, of course. I wanted to escape the situation, but I couldn't. The only thing I could do was de-escalate. I told her that she needed to back off. She repeated herself that I need to stop talking shit about her. I said, okay. She backed off. Remy pulls her right hand out. She told me... <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> God, excuse me. Remy pulls her right hand out. She told me to shake it. I complied. Then she said, I want you to repeat after me while we shake. I will never say anything bad about Remy to anyone again. Something along those lines. I reluctantly obliged, but I messed up a few times. She wanted me to keep saying it until I told it exactly how she said it. As much as I wanted to resist, I didn't want to escalate the situation. I don't know what would happen if I fled. She might have a gun. She could damage the apartment. I don't know. After she was satisfied with her shake, she calmed down a bit. I tried to leave the situation by signaling it was late, but my roommate wanted to keep talking to me. My roommate's behavior did a 180. She was friendlier. I did not feel safe to leave until she felt that I wasn't going to call 911. Remy said she wanted us to keep being roommates, even suggested we get a house together. She said that I needed to, that I needed her. Eventually, after she gave me a high five and a hug, we decided we had talked enough. I went into my room and she went into hers. It was 1.25 a.m. I wanted to call the cops, but I didn't want my roommate to hear me and I don't want to be at the apartment when the cops arrived. 
That's when I heard the patio door open and close. My roommate went outside. I took that opportunity to leave the apartment. Shaken, I called 911. I told the operators what had happened and waited for the cops out in front of the apartments where the gate was, far away from my unit. It took like 10-15 minutes for them to arrive. When the two cops arrived, I explained what had happened. The cops asked me why I didn't call 911 right away when I got hit. I just said I didn't feel safe to leave. They told me waiting an hour before calling 911 is not the right protocol. <laughs> okay, pausing the story here. Wouldn't they want you to feel safe before you call 911? Instead of just, you know, they want you to call 911 while you're being assaulted. Like, while somebody's punching in your face, be like, Officer, ow, ah, 911, ow, help, ow, ow. Like, I just, okay, anyway, whatever, continuing the story. <clears throat> they gave me a few options. They said I could file a charge against my roommate, but they would have they would have to talk to my roommate to get her side of the story. Nothing could happen if she told a different story, but it could escalate things. Even if my roommate admitted hitting me, she would likely be in jail for a day or two, adding, she might retaliate when she returns to the apartment. My other option is to file a restraining order. The cops told me I could get my roommate out of the apartment if I did this. I picked the restraining order option. The cop gave me a paper that explained how to file a restraining order, and I was told to file it on Monday. The cops left. I sneaked back into my apartment. Right now, I'm patiently waiting for Monday with a sore jaw. I wish I recorded the conversation of what happened last night because she said a lot of crazy shit during this three-hour interaction. I can't remember all of it. Um, do I wanna do I wanna do the update or do I wanna go on to part three? Well, the the update says I went to the local court. They told me it would be hard to get a protection order on a roommate who isn't slash wasn't in a relationship with me and kick her out. I, I'll still do it anyways because I don't have any other options. FML. Whew. Yeah, like, I kind of agree. Like, you know, it was good of you to go along with what she said. Like, I, you know, I would have wanted out of there right away. But, you know, OP, I got a, I got a, give you props for de-escalating the situation you know because if she had already hit you at that point you know what else was she willing to do like you know worst case scenario she could have stabbed you or shot you if she had a gun you know that could have gone really bad but hopefully everything gets sorted out in part three so this was posted three days ago as of this recording um i'm recording on august 4th so this was posted three days ago. I have a Karen, Karen as a roommate, part three. When I got punched in the face a month ago, in part two, I reluctantly agreed to let my roommate, Remy, stay longer and let her pay the rent on a later date, July 11th. I only said yes out of fear she would have attacked me again if I said no. When calling the cops didn't help, I tried to get a restraining order against her, but since we were not in a relationship and shared the same apartment, there wasn't much the courts could do. Luckily, my lease was about to end on August 1st, but I didn't want to move out. On July 11th, my roommate informed me on a handwritten note that she applied for rental assistance and that it would take four weeks or longer to see if she qualified to get assistance. I'm aware it will take additional weeks to get the rent voucher. I do not want to cover my roommate's rent for the first two to three months. 
That's if she qualifies. After all, she only has trouble getting a job because she doesn't want to take a COVID shot, and many jobs here require you to get vaccinated, and she has trouble keeping a job because she can't work with people. Gee, shocker. <laughs> Again, I didn't want to move out, so I had, to, I had to plan something. On July 12th, I informed my roommate that I was moving to a new unit at the end of the month, so she'll have to leave before the end of the month. She voiced she wanted to keep the current apartment in her name. Here's the thing. My roommate isn't on the primary lease. She is on as an additional occupant. Since she hasn't been working, she doesn't in her income doesn't qualify for her to take over the lease. Months ago, she could have qualified and added herself to the lease, but there have been moments when she thought about moving out, so she stopped trying to get on the lease. Plus, before she moved in with me, she agreed to go month to month. She got angry at me in her texts when I informed her of her lack of income. She sent me a bunch of texts saying it was my fault that she wasn't on the lease and that she needed to be on the lease to get her rental assistance. She also threatened to file a complaint with the rental assistance office against the leasing office and me if she didn't get on the lease. I told her it was not my problem and that she would have to move out by July 31st if she didn't get on the lease. Remy reluctantly agreed and said she'd have July's rent by the 31st. I didn't believe that at all. So the next day, I submitted the paperwork to take her to the small claims court and to get her evicted. Oh, God, excuse me. To get her evicted in seven business days. A day later, my roommate tried to call me, first time she ever did, but I didn't pick up. I texted her what she wanted, and she texted she was served an eviction notice by a sheriff. She was furious that I got the sheriffs involved and tried to say they couldn't do anything, but I stood my ground and ignored her wall of texts. She ended up paying the rent the next day, then started moving all her stuff to the living room and putting her things into bins. Her things occupy the whole living room, much of it stacking up to six feet high. A few days later, I heard Remy being extremely upset on the phone. I didn't overthink it. I walked out of my room to use the bathroom, and then I heard Remy yelling at me from the outside of my bathroom. When I finished and walked out to see what was happening, Remy angrily yelled at me for marking or making her get into an argument with her friends because I didn't let her pay the rent on July 31st. I was baffled by her frustration. I didn't want to argue because I had to go to work. Plus, she was so unhinged with veins popping out that I didn't wish to risk getting into a physical altercation with her. Before I left the apartment, I stated that July 31st was her last day. On July 31st, I sent her this text asking when she'll move out. Uh, let's look at that text real quick. Let's look at that text real quick. Okay, loading up. Okay, so texting Remy. OP says, what time are you planning on leaving today? Remy says, I'll text you later today to give you the key. OP says, do you have a specific time in mind? And Remy says, I have all day. Five minutes behind schedule now because you're texting me and stopping me from working. No more interruptions. I'm moving. You will have your tea on today with an apartment empty. Don't ask me again. I owe you no further answer. Today is my day. On my time, not yours. So I don't have your answer. I have mine. I am way too busy to entertain you today. Jesus Christ. See, she wouldn't tell me so I was worried she might try to stay another day longer. Another day or longer. 
I bought pepper spray just in case she tried to strike me again. I didn't get home till after 9.30 p.m. When I went inside to check, the living room was clear of her stuff, and her room had a few things left. I saw Remy grabbing a few of her stuff. She told me she left her tea next to the door. Remy ended up leaving at 11 p.m. I don't have a Karen as a roommate anymore. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah! That was quite the roller coaster ride. OP, I'm glad you are free of that Karen of a roommate, and hopefully your next roommate is a little less, little less crazy. But with that, I think that's gonna be a bre that's gonna that that is gonna do it for uh, our slash fuck you Karen. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys drink plenty of water out there. I've been Cameron, and as always, I will see you in the next one. Nerd out.